Art of the Assistant, brought to you from the hills of almost heaven, West Virginia, a podcast created to encourage and assist those who are sitting in the second chair of their ministries and organizations. Hey, everyone, and welcome to our next episode on Art of the Assistant. It's wonderful to be back again today. We do apologize for kind of being in and out recently, um, but my health has not been the greatest and Dan is such a popular guy. He's everywhere. <laughs> Man, his itinerary is just, it's just filling up. And I know it's because of our podcast um, that, that Dan's just got his popularity going there. So That's we're, it. Glad, That's we're it. glad to be back and be with you on, on really part two of an important subject, you know, called What's Next. And if you guys listen to part one, that's great. If you didn't, that's fine. But I encourage you to go back and listen to it as we we dove into 1 Kings 19 and a great passage of scripture, one of my favorites of all time, when Elijah um, anointed Elisha and came up behind him, threw the mantle on him, and Elisha knew, okay, this is my moment. This is the time where I'm going. This is the time where um, I get to do what's next in my life. And so as we talk about this, I want you guys to just figure out, you know, where you are in life. And I want you to, to see yourself as that Elisha. Maybe right now um, you're out and, and you're working a, a job and you're just waiting for the Lord to open up an opportunity for ministry. You know, maybe you're uh, mowing grass and you're out there, you're cutting the lawn and you're, you're daydreaming. You're not pushing the oxen like Elisha was, but you're pushing a Toro lawnmower. And as you're pushing that lawnmower, you're thinking, you know, God, what's next for me? And, and what, what do you have for me in ministry next? Maybe you're waiting on that load of shingles to come on the roof and you're thinking, God, what's next? Or, you know, it could be that you're sitting in your office and in the ministry that you're currently in, and you know that this isn't where you need to be forever. And you're asking God, God, what's next? Hmm. You know, what's next for me? And as I was thinking on that, I pulled a journal out and I was just looking at some of my journal from, from back in the day. And, and I was in a ministry and I was in that ministry and um, it was not, it was my second ministry I was in. And when I, when I came, you know, I was told, Hey, in five years, this ministry is going to be yours in five years, I'm going to retire and I'm going to hand this ministry over to you. And this is a, a journal, um, reading that I wrote a year, about a year and a half later. And a year and a half later, the, the pastor sat down with me and said, Hey, listen, I know what I said but I don't think it's going to be five years. It'll probably be five, maybe six more years from now. And it's like, here we go again, because my first ministry I was in, they said five years. And now my second ministry I'm in, they said five years. And now a year into it, they're saying five more years. Mm. And, and I put, I, I, I said this after a meeting with pastor two months ago, I was extremely excited when he continued to say 2016 is my retirement date. I was encouraged to say the least. As of today, it's five more years. Does God really want me to hang out here until I'm 40 as a youth pastor? You know, will another church call for me to come there? Is God done teaching me here and using me here? Is this another stepping stone to arrive where God wants me? I know the only move my family could handle right now would be one we knows of God. We can't do this again. Hmm. Or does God want me to be here forever? I just hate to have this scenario played out again. I can't take any more retirement reneging. God, mm. show me your will and answer soon. Yeah. So that was yeah. November 1st, 
you know, 2012. And, mm -hmm. and I, I honestly forgot about it. I was just flipping through it and saw that. And I thought, wow, I don't remember really that. I don't remember writing that, but man, I remember going through that again. Right. Yeah. And, and wondering God, what's, what's next? Cause I thought it was here forever. I remember saying, I want you to bury me behind that big oak tree in my backyard. I'm going to be mm -hmm. here forever. And then bam, plans changed. And so it could be wherever you are. And that, that scenario right there might sound familiar to where you guys are in, in what's next. So in our first episode, you know, uh, um, a couple of weeks ago, we, we said, number one, you need to be content where you are. And so even, even still, I needed to be and I had to be content in the state in which I was in and in that position and where I was. And then we said, number two, you need to be serving and working all out where you are. I don't hmm. I would like to say that there's no one that would have known that I really wrote that in, in November of 2012. I don't think anyone, because even looking back, I don't even remember checking out then. So I don't think anyone hmm. thought, all right, Treg's out. He's just biding his time. You know, I, I, I hope that wasn't the case. Right. But man, it, it's hard when, when you know, okay, I'm not going to be here forever. It's hard to serve and work you know, a hundred percent where you are. It's, it's hard not to check out, you know what I mean, Dan, yeah. to, to be thinking, okay, I'm just biding my time here, collecting my paycheck because God's got a real ministry for me right? somewhere else. And yeah, I, you know, how, how do you, how do you know, how do you focus on that? Well, I, I think that we've all been there from time to time and, you know, some people might call it short timers disease uh, yeah. when you know, I mean, when you know you're done, right. Right. Um, it's hard to focus there. And, you know, seven, well, a little, uh, I guess it had been about eight or eight and a half years ago now when we started and when we knew we were planting a church, but I'm still the assistant pastor. Mm -hmm. I'm still the youth pastor, uh, but your heart is shifting. And so I, I think that the time that the Lord has you there, you have to be very purposeful in, in your mission. Mm -hmm. uh, because if, if your heart has left that ministry, yeah. then it has to start with a focus. You know, your heart's made up your mind, your, your emotions and your will. So the emotions yeah. have, uh, have left. So it's going to be to make the decision to stay and to be hundred percent in while you're there. And, you know, anytime we go to a place, we may have the thought of this is going to last forever. Right. But in reality, it may not. Right. It may right. not, you know, yeah, that's, that's so we good. just have to be willing to be all in where we are. Mm -hmm. Good, good. And I, I, that's, that's true. And if guys are listening, you're like, Hey, where, where'd Dan go for a second? Um, again, if you guys are not from West Virginia, please understand that our internet is not like it is in some of your big cities. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah, we are. We, we are in and out as we're doing that. And I did not drive to the coffee shop today because I'm driving down there Monday. And, and so we're, we're doing this by way of zoom, but no, Dan, you're exactly right. And, and I think that really, it, it pulls into what you just said to point number three, as we, we get into our today's lesson where it says willing to go when God taps you on the shoulder, hmm. you know, I've got to be willing to go. Elisha was, was willing to go, man, when that mantle hit his shoulders, he was willing to just leave all sacrifice all and leave the Toro mower behind, leave the hammers behind, leave the, you know, the ministry that you're currently in behind and go 
where God wants you to go. I mean, you've, I'm sure you've met guys. We might even have guys listening today who were pastors or, Mm. and God tapped them on the shoulder and said, Hey, listen, it's time for you to go to Africa. You know, it's time for you to go to South America. And, and so we've got to be willing to go when God taps us on the shoulder, you know, in essence, we're all itinerant preachers. Hmm. You know, we, we are, we are, we are just unique in, in, in our positions where we are um, we're different than anybody else in our congregation. I've got a guy, I've got a guy in my church. His name is Lewis. Lewis is on his third job in six months. Hmm. Okay. But here's the crazy thing. He's still parking in the same parking spot. <laughs> He's, you know, he went from first exchange bank to community bank to MVB bank, all within a six-month mm-hmm. period. And, and he's still parking in the same spot. As pastors, mm-hmm. we don't get to do that. You know, unless unless we live in Greenville. <laughs> right. Then, you know, then we can go to what you know, church, <laughs> right. church, 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 or, <laughs> You know, somewhere in the South, you know, where there's a, you know, where there's a Baptist church on every corner, but, but typically that's not the norm. When God says, Hey, listen, it's time for a career change. That's a community change. That's a culture change. I mean, that's, that's a huge change. And, and the, the, the point Mm -hmm. is, I think you said it right. You know, we've got to be content. We've got to put down our roots and we've got to say, man, I'm here for the long haul. But yeah. At the same time, we've got to be willing and ready to go when God taps us on the shoulder. You know, when God says, hey, it's it's time to go. Right. You know, God, yeah. God is and, our commanding officer. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, yeah, I think- well, you know, I, I was breaking up there. I'm sorry. It's all good. Um, I think one major thing here is knowing when it's God tapping us on the shoulder versus we're just discontent mm-hmm. um, and, and we need to regroup. And that that's discerning, um, you know, God's will in the matter. And yeah. that's been the most, probably the frightening thing in my, in my own life is discerning God, is this you or, or is it me? Am I just discontent and and want, wanting something new, or are you moving in my life? And I tend to I tend to get, um, I don't know, just frustrations, uh, and it's fight or flight. And sometimes we we go to flight rather mm-hmm. than fight. <laughs> and right. we we need we need God's will and discernment in those yeah. issues for sure. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I, you know, I think when it comes to that, that the spirit of God, God is so faithful. And, and let's say God is our commanding officer. He has our orders. He knows where he wants us. Um, you know, and, and, and we've just got to be surrendered, you know, surrendered to him. And so yeah. I think where, where we need to be is we need to be in tune with the spirit of God. We've got to know what the will of God is. And, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes we know if we're, we're flight, you know, if this is a flight, I, right. Uh, sure. You know, if there are certain calls I've received of churches that say, Hey, would you consider coming and taking the pastor? And I knew for me, there would be the one reason I would consider it. And that's because of where it was. Right. Yeah. You know, what it's, I mean? it's in the middle of January. There's eight inches of snow. Well, outside, yeah. I mean, and, I was in a church from Florida calls. <laughs> yeah. I was in North Carolina. I mean, I'm in North Carolina, which I love, 
<laughs> and I got a phone call and I hung up. I was teaching Bible class. And I hung up and came back in the Bible class. And they're like, what was that? And I'm like, well, honestly, that was a church in Maui that called me and asked me if I'd consider coming and being their pastor. Like, what did you say? I'm like, I just don't think that's what God has for us. They're like, Mr. Spicer, look outside. It's pouring <laughs> on rain. It's cold. What are you thinking? Right. Um, you know, that's an opportunity to say, listen, that's not the Lord's will for us. Right. It's not yeah. the Lord's will for me to pack up my family and move to Maui yeah. um, just because of location. And we'll we'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit. But, you know, so we've got to be in tune with the spirit of God. And I think God opens doors, God closes doors, God uses our family. Um, you know, I, I've got to consider my children, you know, like mm-hmm. in that, that, the journal I wrote, you know, it's, it's going to have to be a special move for my family to be able to take this again. Right. You know, and three moves in, in five years, that's a lot or six yeah. years, whatever it was. And, and so, you know, all those things come together as we do that. But I think as we're plowing, as we're giving it a hundred percent, doing what God has called us to do, we need to be sensitive to the tap on the shoulder. We need to be sensitive when God shows up in the field, you know, so, so we know, um, we know that's what we need to do. And that's, yeah. that's where we, we need to go. Um, yeah. in, in, in God's calling in that. So we, we've got to be willing, um, and ready, but that doesn't mean that we're checked out. Right. That just means God, I'm I'm surrendered to whatever you want me to do. Yeah. And so when we were in North Carolina and I read that journal, I'm just praying. And it's always in my heart, God, I don't I don't care if it's Antarctica or Africa. Hmm. You know, I just want to be where you want us to be. Yeah. yeah. And and that's where I think I would hope that's where we all desire, you know, for us to be. And again, um sometimes, you know, we I got a call from a church. I was in North Carolina. I got a call from a church and I was pumped. I'm like, man, this is awesome. This is an awesome church. This is, you know, I I knew the financial situation, the church, I knew the house, the pastor was living in. Holy moly. And I'm like, this, this is great. And my wife is like, I just can't do another move to a new ministry, especially of that size and try to meet everybody again and try to start Mm. over again. Yeah. Right. So, so what did God do now? I still submitted a resume. Okay. We still went, we went to it, but I, I knew in my heart and I knew I couldn't do that. You know, with, I was trying to, trying to bribe my wife. Hey, let's just go and look, (laughs) you know, but she knew she couldn't handle that. Yeah. And so there, so that right there, you know, and, and we can take our wives kicking and screaming, you know, Hey, they're supposed to submit to me, but listen, this is a team effort. Yeah. And, yeah. and and we're on this. I think, Dan, if, if it's not being too personal, I think you've had that conversation about an evangelist life before, right? Yeah, um, I, I certainly have. And, you know, it's something that we prayed about. Um, I, I love it. And uh, for the last, for the last 17 years, Holly and I have been pretty much on the same page with, with life, with ministry, with everything. And, um, that is one thing that, that we just haven't been on the same page about. Uh, and so, um, I, I counsel and one, one guy, he said, you know, God called you and call your wife, you know, she's, she's, uh, called to submit and go. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm playing that scenario out in my mind. (laughs) All right, honey. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's um, you broke up. I'll let you come back on. But, you know, that's easy for him to say because he's not the one that's going to be in a six by 20 foot trailer with your wife 24 hours a day, seven days. Right. A week. <laughs> Who doesn't want that, to do that's that? That's it. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. And so that scenario doesn't doesn't work. It doesn't practically work out very well. Now, the question is, would she follow? Well, absolutely she would. Mm-hmm. But would she be happy? No. And so, you know, her her contentment and uh, fulfillment in the ministry is just as important as mine. And I'm not saying that that's, that's never going to be the case in our lives, but, right. but we've got to be on the same page or, or that doesn't work out. And then resentment and bitterness. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and now, you know, you're excited about this new ministry and, right. and your family is absolutely miserable. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they, they'll always be happy about uh, a transition, but you've got to you've got to shepherd your family through that, and if mm-hmm. if they're if they're absolutely adamantly opposed, then we really need to consider that and and make that a matter of prayer and shepherd their hearts through that, yeah. um, rather than forcing you know that that issue, yeah. and it will it will lead to to bitterness and, and resentment toward the ministry and toward you. And if you don't think people will pick that out right away, they will. Oh. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely that. And, and, but Dan, here's the thing. And, and let, let me just, um, I'll say this and then I'll build into number four, you know, in 2012, I had no idea what the future looked like for me. I had no idea what God had. I had no idea where I was going to be. Um, I, I knew I was going to be moving on soon, but I didn't know what that entailed. And I, I think that's where it's a, Hey God, it's just wherever, you know, here, my Lord, send me. Yeah. And, or stay me, you know, it's, it's whichever one it is, but being content with that. But, but I think the other thing is too, we, we must be willing to give up some things to go um, as number four, but in that, okay. Psalm 37, four says, delight thyself also in the Lord. He will give thee the desires of thine heart. Mm-hmm. You know, another Psalm says a man's gift or a proverb says a man's gift makes room for him. And so I want to go back mm-hmm. with you all right. You're like, but the desire of my heart is to be an evangelist and to do this, but, and, and we didn't um, talk about this before. I'm just bringing this up now. I mean, look, God has opened up doors for you. Sure. You're not in a camper. You're, you're right there in Weston, but again, kind of joking about your itinerary, but it's true. And you stay busy. Yeah. You know, here preaching there. I mean, you are in, in some ways you're doing the work of an evangelist um, with the gifts God's given to you while, you know, your wife's still home and you're home and she's with her family and, 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 um, everyone's in agreement. This is what God wants. Right. Yeah, you're right. God has a way of fulfilling in in unconventional ways. Mm -hmm. And you may have, um, you know, you may have a desire to, to be more in, in, in our minds, it only works out this way. Mm -hmm. So, um, take, for instance, you know, the whole evangelist thing. Well, I, I grew up in my model, my thinking about an evangelist was that's the guy who travels around the fifth wheel and, um, and preaches, you know, 50 weeks a year in revival meetings. And, um, that's, that's what it is. But in in reality, it doesn't always work out exactly like that. Um, and so you're right. I mean, the, the Lord, opens up opportunities. He has a way to still your heart. 
And that doesn't mean that you're always going to be where you are doing what you're doing. Uh, but, uh, you know, what, what would happen if we got out ahead of, of where God wanted us? Uh, he's teaching us things right now in mm-hmm. life, and we've got to be willing. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, that whole patience thing, no, I'll never pray for patience, right? right. Uh, but, but it's something that needs to be developed in our heart, a contentment. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Yeah. No, it's exactly right. And, and, you know, but some guys listening to them say, well, Hey, you are an evangelist. You're a church planner. You know, I've got buddies that that's their interpretation True. of evangelist, you know? So, I mean, you, you, you have been the, the icon of the work of an evangelist and, and biblically, man, you know, God, God has allowed you to do it without even knowing what you were doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? Be careful yeah. what you pray for. Well, uh, that's true. That's uh, true. You know, Very you true. Just, you got it. So then that's good. That's really good stuff. So I'm going to go on to number four now. You must be willing to give up some things to go. Um, you know, our again, delight thyself also in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. You know, some of those desires come from our likes and our dislikes and, and others have been implanted with a, within us by the spirit of God um, in order to make this a reality. So going back to what I just said about you. Um, some things, you know, God puts a desire in our hearts for, and then, man, he gives it to us. So I've always, right. you know, a cheesy example, for instance, I've always been a Ford guy. God puts a desire in my heart to own a GMC, man. I kind of like those Tahoes. And then the next thing I know, somebody's giving me a Tahoe that did not happen, mm. but right. <laughs> you know, right. God kind of implants that desire and, and, and brings us to that point, um, so, so going back then, let's, let's back up to me in North Carolina. When I was there, God just really put a burden on my heart for college kids. Mm-hmm. And so I started, you know, working with college kids there. Um, I started to show up on campus at Greensboro, GTCC, Greensboro Tech Community College. I would go into the library, sit down to the library desk. And by the time I left Greensboro, I'd have 10, 11 kids come into the library. I had, I had kids coming to me that were not believers, did not come to my church. And they say, pastor, can you pray with me? I'm getting ready to go take a test. Wow. And so I just love that. I love to be in there. I love being on campus, working with our kids, new kids. And um, God really did some, some neat things through that. So I'm starting to develop, you know, this love for the college age kids and all of that. So when God opens the door for me to come to Morgantown, West Virginia, you know, I'm coming to the heart of WVU, West Virginia University. I've got 30, everywhere I go, there's a college kid. Right. Now that's, I I believe that's of the Lord. Yeah. That's God, you know, developing this desire within me, allowing me to begin working with these college kids. So now, you know, where a lot of people will come up, they come on campus and man, they're intimidated. Uh And I'm surrounded by these 18 to 22 year olds. I don't know how to begin a conversation. You know, this is, this is overwhelming where I'm like, man, this is awesome. I can't right. wait yeah. to get started yeah. with this college group. I can't wait to get rolling, you know, with, with cross impact and, and start this ministry here. So I, I think God does things like that to, to put it in our hearts and, and to get us to go. And, and man, that's awesome. But at the same time, there's going to be things that we're going to give up maybe our comfort zone or things that, that, that we like that, if I can say it this way, that God doesn't care about. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so for instance, um, you know, I, I love, I love to golf. I love outdoors. Okay. So golfing, um, running, cycling, that's just me. And in North Carolina, 
I didn't have to wear pants. <laughs> well, I take it back. I still wear coverings, but I didn't have to wear sweat, you know, my running pants. Right, I didn't right. have to wear thermals under my shorts. Right. I I could run out in shorts and sometimes a long sleeve, but most of the time I was in shorts and a short sleeve shirt every single day on my run. Mm, yeah. Golf courses galore. Everywhere you would go, beautiful golf courses. Um you know, play, and I could, I had a, a great loop. I could run. There was no traffic. It was out in tobacco fields. I mean, this is, this was ideal. And, and, and now then I'm coming here and there's not even a sidewalk for me to run on, you know, for at least one or two months of the year, I've got two inches of snow out here, freezing cold. I'm having to be on a treadmill or in a gym or on an elliptical. Um, there's like two golf courses in all of Morgantown and you can't afford right. either one of them. Right. And, and so humanly speaking, I'm like, man, this is horrible. Right. Um, you know, is it, why I can't golf, I can't run, you know, all these things, but God doesn't care about that. Right. No. Yeah. He could care less. You know, my comfort zone is sand and palm trees and God hasn't given me either one and right. he doesn't care. Okay. Because he, where he wants me is here. Mm-hmm. And he wants me to serve. He is concerned about my spiritual development as a leader, but also the church. Yeah. So Trey, you're here for Faith Baptist Church. You're here for this community. And, and you know what? Suck it up, buttercup, put a toboggan on and gloves and just embrace where I've got you. Does that make right. sense? You with me on yeah, that? A- absolutely. You know, so I've got, I might have to be willing to give some things up, but that's okay if that's where God wants me. So even right. if it's Africa, you know, or India, wherever, yeah, there's trade-offs, and yeah. I, I saw a picture uh, of you know this this little uh, girl having a teddy bear, and she didn't want to give up this little teddy bear, and mm-hmm. and you know uh, God was asking for her teddy bear, and what she doesn't see is he's he's got a bigger teddy bear, you know, yeah. behind his back, you know, and awesome. he's, he's wanting to trade uh, trade, and yeah. I know that there are things that we get comfortable with there are things that we enjoy there there whether it's a climate or whether it's a home whether you know for us we were coming from a ministry that had um, paid off buildings and mm-hmm. and gymnasium and you know b- this beautiful facility um, a, a pretty large budget uh, a large staff and we were we were stepping out and planting this church that we didn't know we were where we were going to meet. I mean, I, I read, um, you know, Genesis over and over again, where it talks about Abraham mm-hmm. uh, when he, when he stepped out and he didn't know where he was going, right, you know, right. uh, and Hebrews, you know, talks about him stepping out in faith. And I'm thinking, yeah. I can't even find a building to meet in. And the, the building that we did find, was you know twenty seven hundred square feet and and I, is anybody going to come and right. I mean there's there's a lot of um, really anxiety that goes along mm-hmm. with that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and I know we're not supposed to be careful you know be careful for yeah. nothing don't worry about anything and, uh, but I, I was giving up this kind of a comfortable um, life where I knew what to expect yeah. And I was going out into, I had no idea what, you know, what the future was. Yeah. And it was a beautiful thing yeah. uh, because in yeah. the end, you know, God has given us more than what we would ever imagine. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think back to that point and think, you know what, that could have went a different way. 
Right. And, and w- we thought maybe it would go a, a different way. Uh, maybe maybe this is a, has to be a bivocational um, you know work because we're in a small area, and right. you know within three years we were self-supporting. Amen. And I mean, it's just you look back at what I gave you know gave up if yeah. if yeah. and look at what God has has given us as gain. Yeah. And there's no comparison. There's, yeah. you know, there's no comparison, but you don't know that at the time. Mm. And so it really is a faith issue. And guess what? If he hadn't have done that, and I, and I would have to be uh, a bivocational pastor, if it's God's will, it's still okay. Amen. He's yeah. going to make your heart content yeah. in that. That's right. And I remember mm. uh, one, I, I bought, I bought a truck. I'm a truck guy. I like, uh, <laughs> I like having a truck. There's something yeah. about a guy having a truck, you know, and <laughs> She loves my uh, so, truck, right? Yes. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, so I have this truck, and just to be honest, the the payment was was fine with what I had, but here in in the church plant, it just got to be much, and I sold the truck. Mm. I don't say that like falling on the sword. It, I, I wasn't behind it, but I just saw for our family where we were, you know. Um, in, in everything, it was the best thing yeah. to do. Yeah. And you know what? I made it fine without a truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, it was something that I gave up for a short time. God has since, you know, given me a, a, another truck, you know, later yeah. on down the road. And all I'm saying is the things that we give up in the long run, prices. you know, when Paul looked back, he said, I count everything except for Jesus Amen. as dung. And when we think about that, my goodness, I, God, yeah. give me that attitude when it comes yeah. to, to your service and your work. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so good, man. That's so good. You know, Dan, I, we didn't get through the rest of the points, but let's wrap it up with that because that was sure. really good. So, guys, listen, we do part three. Let me just go ahead and go to the next points we're going to talk about so you know what's coming. What's next might be the senior pastor role or just another place for you to learn and grow. Man, I thought I thought I was going to be a senior pastor every place I went. And no. And even in 2012, when I wrote that, it was two years later before God moved me on. But I needed those two years in North Carolina to learn what God had for me. Um, Number six, what's next must be directed by God. We kind of touched on that already. But we'll talk about how to know God's in this. And we'll share some stories of how God directed us in our lives and how God promises to direct you. Seven, what's next will be preceded by unique desires. Mm. So talking like about the college kids or a church plant or, you know, how God, I call it shaking the tree. God begins to shake the tree, giving us some unique desires in our heart before we go through that. And number eight, God is always preparing you for what's next. And so, you know, we might not understand what's going on or why God's doing what he's doing. God doesn't waste anything in our lives. Mm. He's continually preparing us, you know, for what is next. And so those, those will be the next points. And that's how we'll finish up part three of, of what's next. And like I told Dan, this might be a great book one day is uh, write a book called what's next and, you know, what's next ministry, what's next in marriage, you know, um, because sometimes we just don't know what's next. And we think we've got it all figured out and God just, man, God, he shows up and does things complete. His ways are not our ways. And he loves to prove that to us. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. That's right. Yeah, he sure does. So guys, thank you again so much for 
for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in to Art of the Assistant. We've said this a hundred times and we'll say it again, man. If you know someone, this will be an encouragement to send it on to them. Just send a link to a another assistant ministry or, you know, nonprofit or even an assistant in a business or a location like that, that this might be an encouragement to and a help to. And if we can do anything for you, you know, that's what we're here for. So email, you know, shoot us a an email, let us know how we can help. And, and we want to help you succeed in any way where God has you currently at this current time. So thank you again. Rate us, write us a, ni- a, little, a nice little note so others can catch on and find us on Art of the Assistant.